This is the first time. Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center neighborhood. Here's your host, Jen Sodini. All right, next up, Terry Hudson. She's an actor, performer, interdisciplinary artist. She recently appeared as the opening act for the Fly Honey Show. And she is, yep, she is, she's done storytelling shows like Stoop, all the, all the ones around town. She's in the cast of an upcoming web series called Symbiotic. Guys, big round of applause, Terry Hudson. So, the first dream I remember having is actually my first nightmare. And it was so lucid and so vivid that although I know it had to have been a dream, in my memory it's something I remember as actually having happened. There are a few things you need to know about my early childhood, though, before I tell you about my first nightmare. I was a very precocious reader. I started reading somewhere between 18 months and two years. And no reading material in the house was considered off-limits for me. If I could get my hands on it, I could read it. My older sister, 11 years older, used to also read me various things from her bookshelf that one wouldn't consider particularly age-appropriate. The most innocuous one I can remember was Nathaniel Hawthorne's A Wonder Book. But there was also Darwin's On the Origin of Species, Hitler's Mein Kampf, Chairman Mao's Little Red Book, and the Book of Revelations. I also remember picking up my mother's book club copy of Roots and reading it along with her. My viewing material was also not censored. I watched weeknight TV lineups and made-for-TV movies that were not aimed at kids all the time. I saw my first rated R movie, Saturday Night Fever, when I was four. A lot of it went over my head. I did, for the record, see my first grown-up horror film, The Evil, starring Richard Crenna, on the big screen as well, and that released just before my fifth birthday. Also, for the record, it did not scare me in the least. I thought it was hilarious and that the dog was really cute. It's got a German Shepherd in it. We had German Shepherds. I was really attached to the dog. Ultimately, I was allowed to read and watch basically whatever I liked with the advice to come to an older relative or an adult if something frightened me or confused me. You also need to know that I was born with spina bifida and was partially paralyzed, and prior to entering first grade, I wasn't really able to move around on my own. I didn't have any mobility assistance devices. I was small, I'm still small, and I was easy to lift and carry, so adults would just move me around throughout the day. I could not get out of bed or walk on my own at this point, so being put to bed had an air of finality and confinement for me that it might not have had for other people. Now, I think I was no more than three when this nightmare happened. The house I grew up in was a ranch-style house, long and thin. My bedroom was the first room on the left as you went down the hallway, across from the bathroom, next to my older sister's room with the master suite at the end of the hall. I didn't like being alone in the dark, so when I was put to bed, I'd ask for the bedroom door to be left open and the hallway light to be on. I could see glimpses of my parents and sister moving up and down the hall and the slice of light from the hallway coming in through the partially open door. 
Now remember, my memory of this dream, this nightmare, assures me that I was lying in bed, fully awake. I have no memory of nodding off or even feeling tired. As a matter of fact, I was something of an insomniac child, so I usually lay awake for hours before falling asleep. I think this is why I didn't want it dark and I wanted to be able to see into the hallway. I wasn't so much frightened as bored. So this one night, as I lay awake, staring into the hallway, looking for glimpses of activity, I saw a figure peek into my room. It looked like a puppet or a marionette, not fully adult size, but definitely bigger than I was, and I think it may have borne some resemblance to Disney's animated Pinocchio, which I'm fairly sure I had seen in big screen revival at some point around then. But Pinocchio had not scared me. And this thing's face was not cute or happy, and it definitely looked real. Pinocchio had not looked malevolent. This did. I remember it peeking into my room, looking around with its hand on the doorframe and locking eyes with me. Then it briefly disappeared. I closed my eyes or maybe looked away for a moment, and the next thing I knew it was standing at the foot of my bed and started advancing on me. I pulled the covers over my face, shut my eyes, and screamed for my mother. I remember lights coming on, adults rushing to my bedside, being safe, and the thing being gone. Now, for years after that, I refused to be left alone in my bedroom after dark at all or sleep in my own bed. Once I was convinced to sleep in my own room again, I insisted on having a bedside lamp for probably about the next 10 years and also a radio although sometimes the radio didn't help because I was still kind of an insomniac, and I would sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and some creepy-ass song would be playing, usually Windmills of Your Mind, which I still think is the creepiest song ever, and that would really, really mess with me, and I still couldn't, you know, do anything about it. And the image is still extremely vivid in my mind, more vivid than I need it to be. I actually think this nightmare planted a seed of lifelong fear of anything that is too far into the uncanny valley, if you will. Puppets are bad, robots are bad, most dolls are bad. The album cover for Queen's News of the World is extremely bad. And the weird painting one of my parents' friends made of a giant clown face whose eyes followed you wherever you went that actually used to hang on the wall in our hallway is extra special bad with badness on top. You see where this is going. It's not exactly phobia level, and honestly, all of these things are usually fine in the daylight. But now, I sleep with my bedroom door firmly shut and don't keep anything around that might look like it's moving towards me in the dark. Spiral like a wheel within a wheel, never ending nor beginning on an ever spinning reel, like a snowball down a mountain or a carnival balloon, like a carousel that's turning, running rings around the moon, like a clock whose
whose hands are sweeping past the minutes of its face, whirling silently like an apple floating there in space, like the circles that you find in the windmills of your mind Like a tunnel that you follow Tunnel to a tunnel of its own Down a hollow to a cavern Where the sun is never shown Listening to a Chirp Radio podcast of our live storytelling and music series, The First Time. 
Our storyteller was Terry Hudson, and the first time four performed Windmills of Your Mind by Dusty Springfield. The first time four is Steve Frisbee, Liam Davis, Gerald Dowd, and Scott Stevenson. To hear more first time pieces, check out the series website, firsttime.chirpradio.org. And you can find other podcasts produced by the station at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next. <laughs>